0: Hi, how are all you girls, boys, and non-binaries out there. Uh, Before we get started with the show, uh, I wanted to briefly bring up something that I want to bring to your attention that uh, uh, didn't have time to put into the show, but I think it's vitally important. And that is the Supreme Court's decision to look at Moore v. Harper. I don't want to get into it too long now since you're here to listen to the podcast, but essentially this is a case that will be taken in October and if ruled in favor, it would give state legislatures the ability to determine how their elections are run without any judicial oversight. So they could gerrymander the hell out of a particular state if they wanted.
1: You are listening to The Ebony Covering Black America Podcast
0: Network, presented by Walmart. Many took to the streets in the wake of the Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. After months of heated protests in Florida, the parental rights and education bill, referred to by critics as Don't Say Gay, is now in effect.
2: So
1: we are hearing this morning from a mother who ran inside the school in Uvalde, Texas to protect her kids.
2: Just a bit before we start the show, because here we are again on another day of mourning in this country. Once again, we grieve. The Congressional Committee investigating the January 6th attack on the US Capitol today held a quickly scheduled hearing en- I mean, D- the court so has a this decision on the
0: United States. That's just a small sampling of news items here in the US in just the past few weeks. It reminds me of a TikTok video I recently made. Spoiler alert for the handmaid's tale. But, uh, tell me what this sounds like. We learn in the TV show that the dystopian society of Gilead was created when a violent insurrection by right-wing Christian nationalist extremists established a theocratic society by overtaking and killing the members of Congress. They then established a society where women can not control their bodies, homosexuality is outlawed, and the hypocritical Christian nationalist patriarchs who run the place are having all kinds of deviant and extramarital sex on their own sound familiar just saying i know that some people say it's hyperbolic to make comparisons to dystopian theocratic societies like gilead they say stop overreacting we're not turning into gilead Have we not learned that history is riddled with events that occurred in life after someone or some group of people said, stop overreacting, that will never happen. If you had told a Roman soldier in 450 AD that the Roman Empire was on the verge of falling, I'm sure he would have said, stop overreacting. When British redcoats were warning King George that those colonists were getting a little too uppity, I'm sure he said, stop overreacting. In the summer of 2001, if you had said that anti-American sentiment was growing to the point where foreign terrorist forces would bring down the greatest symbols of Western capitalism and literally change the face of global travel and economy, I'm sure people would have said, stop overreacting. For the year leading up to the 2016 presidential election, Dozens of celebrities and political pundits laughed at the mere idea Trump could win. It was inconceivable, I think even to him. People said, stop overreacting. When tricky Mitch McConnell and Trump were pushing in far right-wing judges, and people vociferously warned about the overturning of Roe v. Wade, people on the far right and the left both said, "Stay with me now, stop overreacting that will never happen if on election day 2020 someone told you that they wouldn't be surprised if right-wing MAGA maniacs attempted to overtake the Capitol and kill members of congress i've heard damn sure no many of you would have said stop overreacting After everything we've seen in the past five and a half years since Trump's Inauguration Day, why on God's good green earth would anyone who is paying attention to what's happening in this country dare say stop overreacting? That will never happen. Comparisons to Margaret Atwood's dystopian theocracy is not hyperbolic in the least. I want to play for you a short audio clip from a pastor in Texas. Warning, what you're about to hear is pretty disturbing.
1: The pastors at Steadfast Baptist Church, now based in Watauga, have a history of anti-gay rhetoric. And that continued on Sunday when Pastor Dylan Oz gave a statement calling for the execution of gay people. This is audio from part of that sermon.
0: They should be convicted in a lawful trial. They should be sentenced with death. They should be lined up against
2: the wall and shot in the back of the head. That's what God teaches.
0: What's that again about comparisons to Gilead being hyperbolic? It had been a minute since J.D., Yolanda, and I had all gotten together for a fresh podcast recording. Given the latest Supreme Court rulings, specifically the overturning of Roe v. Wade, we fired up to microphones and hopped on a call to discuss our thoughts and our feelings with everything that's been going on in this country. We recorded this on the Saturday before the 4th of July. Welcome to Dungeons and Durex, episode 19. Shitty, shitty, bang, bang. Did it hit you differently? Or not differently? Like, we knew it was coming, but. No, I did not know it was coming. What do you mean it was? The, the thing well, was leaked. Like, they were, yeah, they like leaked. A, yeah, thing. they
1: leaked the thing with Alito. Right. I still guess. I don't know. Was there a
0: part of you thinking that it was going to, not gonna happen? Or hoping that it wasn't gonna happen?
1: I don't I just felt like it was
0: not possible. Yeah, I don't yeah. I could see that. And if you think about it, literally for an entire generation for fifty years, that's all we've known. You know, this is gonna sound really
1: ignorant. But it took me a couple days to understand (laughs) Mm -hmm. that this was actually really overturning Mm Roe, not isolated to one state. Yeah, I haven't dealt with
2: it. Yeah, it's set up the the groundwork for overturning a lot of stuff. Now they can. There's a whole bunch of things that fall under that umbrella, not just Roe, but
0: Roe is the main one that we're going after. It's almost like a state of shock, I think, for some people. Yes. Hmm. I've been in a state of shock. I'm still there, I think. This may seem like an innocuous or an insignificant comparison. But back in my wedding video days, I had Mm. this job where I had two jobs. So whenever I have two jobs on the same day, I would shoot one, and I hire someone to shoot the other one. So there was this beautiful, expensive wedding up in Tahoe or someplace like that. And... The person I hired, he had a two-camera wedding. And the main camera that has the bride coming down the aisle went out. And I remember getting an email from him saying, Hey, Ron, I really hate to tell you this, but... like, So this is the camera that has the father right. giving yeah. the bride away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I was like, tell me you're kidding, right? And he was like, no. To... And I remember I would re-watch the footage over and over... Because I was in shock. I was like, well, maybe it's there. Like, maybe it's really there. Because um, it was just, it was, I mean, it's just, I think, thankfully, the other camera still got the kiss. But, like, not having the father of the bride walking the bride down or giving it yeah, away. It was just. That's
1: the only thing the wedding's about.
0: It was so <laughs> devastating. And I just remember having the not color. The Right, and so uh, I just say that because I remember Myri feeling like I just rewatching that footage, saying like maybe it is there, maybe it is there, and like in denial the fact that it wasn't there. So I could, it's almost yeah. similar with the Roe v. Wade thing. Like, well, maybe uh, it doesn't.
2: Been, I'm I'm sure those people were livid. Which people? The wedding.
0: The people who paid. Oh, for oh, those people.
2: Oh. <laughs> The whole story you're talking about right now <laughs> the, the i know but about,
0: we had switched uh, back to roe v wade i'm saying so. you were
2: talking about being in shock i'm saying they yeah
0: they actually took it they were really cool but i mean as cool as clients could be given that um yeah. i had another client a few years later where something similar happened where this client had two weddings she had two ceremonies a small ceremony and then a bigger one in napa the small one in san francisco the videographer mailed me the footage but he didn't back it up and the footage got lost in the mails The entire <gasps> ceremony and reception was lost but it wasn't even the main one it was like a pre-one but still she yeah she was pissed she sued me and we settled but i had to it was like an eight thousand dollar gig i had to pay her give her back all the money actually my insurance covered it a you big, lost
2: their all their whole yeah dude that's wedding. not that's not nothing
0: I know it's not nothing, but let me tell you how much I offered uh, to like make down. up for it. Let's I, not go down that. That's not what this recording is about. Okay, yeah. <laughs> let's <laughs> not. I'm sure Ron gave away the house and the farm and everything. I, I offered to do her a love story. I offered to redo the vows. I offered. I gave her. I offered like twenty thousand dollars worth of services. Believe they
2: different. had two ceremonies.
0: Yeah, and I said, and the main ceremony was saved. Anyway, yeah.
2: Um, yeah. I'll show you. Oh, man, that's so special to
0: people. And it's like, well, let's move on. Yeah, yeah. my point is this. I can understand your line is feeling the sense of being in denial.
1: I'm in a state of denial. That is
0: unusual, Mm -hmm. I think.
1: But that it's affecting me. I almost feel like I haven't had someone close to me die Mm -hmm. closer than a grandparent or aunt or uncle. Right. But I can imagine when you have someone have someone close enough to you who dies that you get into that extreme grief where you just deny that they're really dead or whatever. And like Mm -hmm. you kind of try and pretend like it's not real. They're not really dead, blah, blah, blah. But then something will happen or you'll whatever you'll be confronted with the reality the fact that they're gone. And it just like you're like, ugh, but you shove it away. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what I'm
2: doing. Also, black women have had a, a rough 2022. I mean, with Ketanji Brown, all the harassment she took during the hearings. Then you had the whole Jada Will kerfuffle. I and then really this, like, the abortion Roe v. Wade. It's like women are under attack, particularly feel, black. Yeah, women.
1: I feel like I feel like i don't have any rights and it's not a problem at all um so what uh i have no agency over my life i don't have any agency over my body i am disrespected nobody gives a fuck. like it's just it's i feel like my life is meaningless Hmm. that's what i'm being told outwardly expressly By the core elements of what put together this quote unquote democracy that we're supposed to be celebrating this weekend.
0: I'm not celebrating it.
1: (laughs) I feel like not celebrating it either.
0: I'm not. I'm totally not. I told Virginia because she likes to look at fireworks and stuff. I said, I'm not going with you to watch fireworks. If you want to go, that's fine. I'm not going. Stay tuned, and it will be right back after this break.
1: We're actually going to visit some friends because they invited us. If they had not invited us, I was going to actively not celebrate because I feel like there's nothing to celebrate.
2: Yeah. Yeah. This is like our, our late Juneteenth. Next <laughs> that, yeah. year I, I wanna just go full stops out on Juneteenth and forget not not necessarily forget fourth of July, but it's gonna be way reduced, you know. There really is
0: no reason for anyone who's not white to celebrate Fourth of July. It's a hard it. it's a hard sell. That's, that's a hard sure. sell. Yeah.
1: Or women, for that or, matter. Or women. So, you know, yeah. the fifty-three percent of white ladies will be out there with their fire sticks.
0: Oh,
2: more than that, more than fifty-three percent.
0: Yeah. So
1: I put that idiot in there. That
0: listen.
2: Put i think I'm thinking of, Veterans Day, and I'm all, those are important days. You yeah, know? that's different. I think that's different. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm yeah. calling it out because right. it's like. I have much more reverence for people that, Me you know, too. actually bucked down, suited up, you know, enlisted in, in whatever service from the Coast Guard or whatever to the right. Marines. You know, all these branches of the military, they put their lives on the line for us to, you know, save everybody's free. Hats off to them. God bless them. But Fourth of July is just kind of reverie in America. And there is there are some good things about America. Obviously, it has so many problems. I'm not trying to deny mm-hmm. that stuff, but. You know, people are still trying to flock to America around the world. So there is some inherent quality that people love or attracts them, but it's really, it's a hard sell, man. Especially now. Especially, yeah. Backwards, it's like, like, God, it's like we just got to drag these conservatives kicking and screaming. And we
0: think about about the three justices who tipped this. The three justices, one of them is a Federalist, one of them is an accused sexual there's an accused rapist
1: yeah
0: uh, and one of them is practically a handmaid and they were put in there by a lifelong misogynist and sexual harasser and then when you think about the fact like it's not lost to me that the first woman who probably should have been president her not being elected led to roe v wade being overturned
1: correct and it was these people who You know didn't want to listen to how serious the matter was and even so-called you know liberal and progressive people looking at you susan sarandon who even went as far as to say once hillary got the nomination and you know we can have i i think that there's a valid legitimate discussion to be had about her nomination, although I believe that she got the nomination legitimately. Mm -hmm. Once she had the nomination, it did not help to have people with a voice and an influence telling people that she shouldn't be elected and it wouldn't matter. And it actually, not that it wouldn't matter, that it would be better that she lose. Actively out there saying that. And here we are. You happy with yourself? You happy with the outcome?
0: I often say, like, I feel like we're living in a Game of Thrones episode, because one of the things about Game of Thrones was, like, the Lannisters and the bad guys won so many times. And even though you know, spoiler alert for uh, Game of Thrones, but like, even though Tywin was eventually killed, and all the pretty much all the Lannisters eventually killed a lot of what they put into effect like stayed in effect you know like the thing yeah. like the shit that they did and they were in power for so long and yeah. so it almost so it almost feels like like trump has done like they could throw him away now yeah. cuz the
1: stuff it, that he's put in place is has decades and decades, decades worth of impact on us and by the way hillary said That this is what's gonna happen yeah (laughs) you know
2: yeah i uh and the thing is like i know people want to expand the court but i don't have faith in that either it was
1: not unforeseeable
2: sorry jd to interrupt you oh yeah i was just gonna say i don't i i that worries me because i I, in concept the theory is great like let's say we expand it to 15 or whatever whatever it is 11 whatever they want to My fear is that because the the Republicans are so diehard and look at the long game, what happens when they get – it becomes a court of 12 to (laughs) 3 or 12 to 4 you know, or or whatever, 11 to 4. I mean because that's what's going to happen because the Democrats can't get their ish together.
0: What you need, you need a combination of expanding the courts and the justices need term limits. It makes no Uh, fucking sense to have lifelong appointments for – That's a quarter of a century. That's it.
2: 25 years or life. that means a uh, homie I mean, uh, Thomas Ter- uh, would be gone yeah. by now.
0: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't even think it should be that long. Maybe 10 years.
2: But I'm just saying to compromise. No yeah. longer. Than 10. I 10 would say 25 years. That's quarter of a century. No one could complain about that. You've got a quarter of a century to do what you got to do. And then you're done. That's six terms. Six yeah. presidential terms. Plus that's, one or 24. Whatever. Or whatever whatever yeah. breaks it down. All right.
0: Like, I would say this then. I would say. Maybe something like that and a particular age limit, whichever comes first.
1: No, I don't agree with the age limit thing.
0: Oh, so you can so you would find with like a ninety seven year old who can barely <laughs> talk. They won't make it. They won't make I mean
2: it
1: could help it could be hundred and ten. That's ageism. Mean?
2: Yeah, I am not down don't with that. Get, I don't think it's insane. ageism. How's that ageism?
1: ageism? I think I think Ruth Bader Ginsburg should have retired yep. for multiple reasons her age being one of them but also her health other things i think freaking diane feinstein is committing a crime against the state of california by being in the senate right now she needs to retire and she refuses and she's going senile and everybody knows it they're actually reporting about it her staff is like scared shitless. but i don't believe that we should be putting an age limit codifying that i think
0: mm-hmm.
1: people should be responsible
2: well not and
1: by the way you know life expectancy is changing yeah you know people used to die in their 60s I, I'm, I'm 10 years off of 60 i don't right. want you telling me i can't serve 10 years from now i don't think the age, age should be
0: 60 i think the age should be like 80 or something
1: it just... i mean i i don't know i don't I don't want to get into
0: that. Yeah, we don't have to get into that. I mean, uh, so does it make you feel the fact that you but live at-
1: to your point, there is a lower age limit to all those things. So maybe there should yeah. be an upper age limit.
0: Yeah, that's true.
2: Maybe, because the argument could be someone who's 80 or 90 uh, could pretty much be out of touch with the population in general. Yeah. right i mean somebody's 90 they came up in the you know the freaking 50s you know that that that, and i just want to circle back i want to
1: circle back to the diane feinstein comment because i used to be a big diane feinstein proponent that woman has served she served she served on the intelligence committee she served on the justice committee senate Justice committee Mm -hmm. sorry judicial committee and she's done some really great things and protected us and done, and served very
2: well, admirably
1: done things that we needed her in that seat for. Yep. But now she's putting us in jeopardy, just like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She needs to get out.
2: There needs to be term limits for senators too. That's or some one kind of the of biggest mental problems, acuity,
1: just like the president has to have mental acuity thing that should apply to
2: senators as well. The problem is we've got all these politicians that make their career politicians. That's all they know. Some of them are dumb as a bag of doorknobs and they can't get a job anywhere else, but they've got this cush job where they get free uh, a plus chef's kiss, uh, healthcare. healthcare, you know, it's like, who's, and then, they, and then who's want to give that up? They got all these insider tips to stocks and trading and all that, man, these people got a cush job that they need to get money out of it. Besides all the racism and, and the laws and all that, I think the most important thing that people should be focusing on, which are not, is money out of politics. Citizens United jacked us. And until you get rid of that, I don't care because even Democrats are gonna have, in order to play the game and mm-hmm. hustle and compete against Republicans, they have to raise money. They have to raise the kajillions of dollars and they're gonna be influenced by lobbyists who pay them the kajillions of dollars. And until you get finances out of politics, the the powers that be in society are going to control those senators. Period. Mm-hmm. And until you change that, and nothing to me, it's almost like we're 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 out here duking it out and arguing against each other about morality and this and that. None of that matters because I guarantee you, once you get the money out, then you're going to have people like Katie Porter who doesn't take money. She makes it. She prides herself on saying, "I don't take corporate sponsorship or whatever," and she's dope. I would vote for her in a heartbeat for president. She's the type of person I want to vote for, but you know she's in a losing battle because she doesn't because she doesn't take corporal money
0: well it feels like this is all just mental masturbation because it's never going to happen
2: exactly (laughs) that's That's why i'm going to mars bitches
0: (laughs) all right we're going to take a break for some sponsors stay tuned and we'll be right back It feels like our country's, in an odd way, backwards. Like we have this constitution that's almost two hundred and fifty years old.
1: Fall of Rome. It did just, not happen in a day. Yeah. That is what's happening, because it's it embedded 2003? in our history from the be- from the beginning, woven into the fabric of this nation. The ills that are going to bring it down, because of the fact. That these founding fathers had a brilliant idea about freedom and liberty that they were unwilling to grant to everybody, even though that's what it says. Mm -hmm. And we've never lived up to it. And because of that fact, that is what's going to bring us
0: down. Yeah.
1: I tell you what I'm doing. (laughs) What? I'm continuing to shop. <laughs> I'm browsing right now. I'm window shopping around the world. I did that.
2: New Zealand. When, what's up, New Zealand?
1: When Trump was running for re-election, I really could not imagine, mm-hmm. based on what I'd seen in the four years that he's quote-unquote served, and now especially seeing the aftermath, he's not even in there, and seeing what's happened. Because of him having been there four years, I couldn't imagine staying here and being present here for another four of him, having the power of that office. And so I started window shopping if he got reelected. Yes. I'm seeing the aftermath. Who knows what's going to happen in 24, if he's still alive. If he's still alive, he's going to get the nomination and probably win. I think
0: I the don't fact, know,
2: man. DeSantis might might edge him yeah. out.
1: This is not edge him out. Be, he already beat Donald him in Pennsylvania. Trump?
2: Like polls, he's beating Dude, him in Pennsylvania. I'm Donald just,
1: Trump will bury
2: DeSantis. I don't think so. I think you're okay. Think you're that's sleeping. what they all don't said know. about him okay. the whole time
1: he was running in sixteen. No, I'm just,
2: all I'm just saying, Yolanda. I don't know. I'm not a DeSantis
1: not a, is trying to be Trump number
2: two. Hold on, what I'm saying is this: in a couple states, they ran polls, and he he beat Trump. With Paul, with Trumpster people, he's or, not
1: going to out Trump Trump. Trump has not set his sights on DeSantis yet. Okay,
0: man, he does. If when the, he the, does, the, here's he what's will here's what's crazy. Like Flower, we'll see. Here's what's crazy to me that there is even a possibility after January 6th that he could even run again. What kind of country do you live in where? The leader of the country can lead a seditious insurrection and still be viable to lead that country again.
2: Right. And not in prison. And not, right. And not in work. prison.
0: Or at least at worst disqualified from ever running again. Yeah. Or you but know,
2: some people some people in other countries get killed when they try coups. No, I know. I'm not I'm not advocating for anybody's it's death. Like I'm just saying but yes. it, that's
0: treason, dude. That's what I'm saying. It's just crazy we even have this kind of... going to e- happen. But that's you know what? Mark my, my you words.
1: I've been saying this to you since when this man was running for office. Uh-huh. Nothing is going to happen to him.
0: You think even now with all the January I'm 6th telling stuff? i both. Nothing's going to happen to him. You them. ain't telling me we argue
2: because, you know, I'd be going in on the Democrats. I'm, I'm more progressive than nothing's the Democrats. Gonna happen and me, Elon and I argue about that because I don't gonna happen I don't trust Democrats as far as I can throw them. I'm going to stop donating everything. It's like every, oh, you got to vote like your life depends on it. Then Nothing's we give them the power. And they don't to do that anything. Man, it's like, yo, he, Biden's scared to pull the trigger on on. He hasn't uh, the even courts. had to
1: pay any extra taxes yet. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing's going to happen.
2: It, it's weird because I feel like for me personally, there's as I get older, there's so many more things to learn about our, uh, uh, I learned about this country's past and its history. And so, had I known that stuff way back when, I wouldn't have been celebrating. Either, you know what I'm saying? It's like we kind of learn stuff like I've been learning more and more, but we shouldn't have been. It's not like this stuff just jumped off mm-hmm. two years ago. This, You know, this country has, a, you know, so there's the, the pros and cons of it. So it's like, hey, it's, it's a paid holiday or whatever for a lot of people. I'll celebrate whatever. But it, it you know, meaning of it has greatly diminished, you
0: know. JD's comment about the 4th of July holiday greatly diminishing makes me think of a series of frustrating interactions I recently had with people on Facebook again, shocker, who were extolling the virtues of America and how much they ferociously loved this country. There ain't nothing like cisgender, heterosexual, white Christian nationalists talking about how great this country is and telling BIPOC and LGBTQ plus people to shut up and stop complaining so much. Here's an example of the kind of ignorance I'm talking about. I was having a conversation or a back and forth debate online about the whitewashing of American history and how that affects how some people view Independence Day. I was foolishly trying to explain to him why it is that so many people don't celebrate it the way he does. I reminded him how on July 4th, 1776, black people were slaves, women had no rights and were practically property. And don't even get me started on indigenous people. I then said, here's a litmus test. Tell me what you think of Mount Rushmore, Columbus Day, Thanksgiving, 4th of July. What does the date May 31st, 1921 mean to you? I was asking all these things because if you ask the typical Christian nationalists, they would say Mount Rushmore is great. Columbus Day is great. Thanksgiving is great, yada, 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 and so, For me, that's the litmus test to tell where a person's American history falls. But the date was an interesting one, and so this was this guy's response: "Quote, and yes, black people were slaves in 1776, and once slavery was abolished, it was continued unofficially, thus Juneteenth. I am aware." Unquote. Forget the fact that he thought May 31st, 1921, was a reference to Juneteenth. It was actually a reference to the bombing of Black Wall Street and the Tulsa Race Massacre. But he completely shoved off the fact that Black people were enslaved in 1776. And maybe, just maybe, that's the reason why some people don't feel compelled to celebrate Independence Day. I was trying to explain to yet another person the concept that, despite what laws actually say, not everyone has the same level of quote-unquote freedom. And I used a number of examples to explain myself, including how LGBTQ plus people don't feel quote-unquote free to be their full and authentic selves, in some places of this country explicitly due to laws. And this was his response. Quote, People are 100% free to be their authentic selves. How they feel and reality are not the same. They are not free to force their views on others. Unquote. Like, this is literally what is happening in this country right now. People's views being forced on other people. And he is too blind or ignorant to see it. One of his final comments to me was, quote, Dude. There are laws specifically that say you cannot discriminate against people based on being LGBTQ, color, skin, race or ethnicity. Again, facts over feelings. Stop being a victim and perpetuating a victim mentality. Unquote. And here's the sad thing, and I can understand where this individual is coming from. He's actually an immigrant from another country where he came to America seeking a better world. I don't doubt that the minimum amount of education he had about American history was all about how wonderful a country it is. I'm sure for years he and his family dreamed about coming to a place that had the kind of ideals that he looked up to. So it's not lost on me, and I understand why someone like him would probably say something like this about America, not having grown up here. But here's the thing that keeps me up at night, that there are millions of people in this country who think like this. Since we recorded this conversation, the body cam footage from the killing of Jalen Walker was released where we saw more than half a dozen cops open fire on an unarmed 25 year old black man riddling his body with 60 bullets. Minutes later, Walker pulled
1: over then ran into a parking lot. As they approached, eight officers opened fire.
0: More than 60 rounds struck Walker who was declared dead at the scene.
1: Akron Police Chief Milet confirmed that Walker was unarmed at the time
0: of the shooting. Then the next day, there was yet another mass shooting on July 4th itself as a parade near Chicago in Highland Park. Oh, by the way, the killer in that shooting, like so many other white mass shooters, was taken alive. There was another shooting in Kentucky by Lance Stortz, a 49 year old man who killed three cops and a police dog was chased. He was beaten up, but he's still alive. Spoiler alert. He was white yet Jalen Walker an unknown black man was shot dead. We've all seen the stories. We all know this is what it's like. It feels like two years after George Floyd, this shit is still, happening don't get me wrong i can understand why some people have a ferocious love of this country as one woman put it especially if you're someone who came here fleeing some other tyrannical regime like that other individual i told you about but to put our heads in the sand and pretend like this country is perfect keeps america from actually being great And then when you try to address the ails of America, you're told, why don't you just leave then? That's one of these people's favorite retorts. The irony is, the fact that we stay despite all this shit is exemplary of love, not examples of a lack of it. But I swear as God is my witness, there's only so far you can keep this up. If a loved one is dealing with drug abuse and you try to help them, sooner or later, when change doesn't happen, you give up. And for that reason, I, like Yolanda, am doing my fair share of shopping. The Dungeons & Durex podcast is a production of Blade Runner Media and Bonnie and & Clyde Productions, and is part of the Ebony Covering Black America Podcast Network. This episode was written, produced, and edited by Ron Dawson. Special thanks to my black BFFs and podcast peeps, J.D. and Yolanda Cochran. No relation to Johnny. J.D. creates and edits our social media audiograms. What
2: you gonna do? See this system has long been a joke. Fuck the shell and the white, they the 360
0: the Music using the show was licensed from Artlist as well as Creative Commons songs from FreemusicArchive.org. All of the television, film, podcasts, or YouTube clips are copyrighted to their respective parties and used for education, critique, commentary, or satire. Check out our podcast page for our statement on fair use.
1: And the do you have the balls? Or are you a coward?
2: I can hear the masses and they keep getting louder. Stop up in the pills, crushing up the powder. In yourself, Fuck that powder.
0: We have no budget for a fact checker, so take all the stuff said in this podcast with a grain of salt. We do our best to get facts right, but this show is mainly about entertainment and sharing our personal opinions. If you like the show, do all the podcasty things. Rate, review, share with your friends and family. Let us know what you think of the show. Shoot us an email at podcast at dungeonsanddurags.com. You can even send us a voicemail message on our website at dungeonsanddurags.com slash podcast. Or leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with your thoughts and stories, and we just may read it on the show.
2: Choices, take over watch the babies die. Polluted air, gun the way they cry. you muted, look a shot, Are you waiting on the devil?
0: All my social media is now simply at blurred runner. That's on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. I write about race, religion, creative arts, and business on medium at rondawson.medium.com. You can follow JD on Twitter and Instagram at fatjdcochran and Yolanda is on Twitter at Rat in a Wheel, with all the words separated by underscores. That's it for now. Stay safe out there. And remember, having white privilege is not bad, but denying it is. And in the absence of biblical certainty, choose love. Until next time.
2: What you gonna do? Come on, ladies, It's time to stand up. Right, fellas, take away your crush. We gotta make moves. It's time to break through. It's the age of feminine. What you gonna do? In the yes. right.
0: and all my ladies in the yes. east. we about to take over this beast. here's a funny little post-credit sequence uh excerpt with <laughs> yolanda and i talking about uh whether or not i said something or didn't say something in our slack channel just a little taste of uh our friendship and how we interact enjoy where do you think you'd want to go if you had to?
1: I was interested, and I shared what you told me about Belgium being mm-hmm. a place that had uh, a decent black population. I need a place that wasn't, that, is- that wasn't
0: Belgium, that was Amsterdam.
1: No, you said Belgium. No, I said I Amsterdam. Don't really have me bring up the receipts.
0: Bring it up. I was talking about Amsterdam.
1: Well, you said Belgium in the.
0: Bring up the black. receipts. I would love I to see that again.
1: Bring it up. I will bring it up, and I will yeah. send it to you. Yeah, I would love I made a very good mental note.
0: Okay. So, let's make it clear. I was talking about Amsterdam, and, I mean, Belgium's nice, too. Don't get me wrong. I don't know what their black population's like. Because you start talking
1: about Bruges during the conversation. You, 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 brought,
0: you, awesome. up, you brought up in Bruges, yes. And you were asking what other countries didn't you visited. I I
1: brought. I asked you about Belgium specifically, and you started talking about Bruges. All
0: right, now I got to bring up the receipts. I'm almost positive you brought up Bruges.
1: No, I did not.
2: Huh? Is the I did. What is
0: Bruges?
2: What it's is a that? city.
0: Oh, is it? And not. there's a she movie didn't talk about... about that. She didn't bring that up. Okay. Um, I brought up Bruges. You brought up Belgium.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. I <laughs> okay. remember the conversation. Okay.
0: Okay. okay, I broke the law. I did break the law, but technically...
1: <laughs> Read it to me. Read me the text.
0: You said, Ron, did you guys spend time in Belgium? And yes.
1: I said, this is exactly what I said yes. the conversation was. And, then I si-
0: and I said, we stayed briefly in Brussels and even took a day trip to Bruges. I'd love to go back there. What else uh, did I say? Um, so let's just say I'm, per- I'm perusing the globe with thoughts, blah, blah, blah. Here it goes. I said... I'm right there with you, my friend. They didn't illustrate this in Atlanta, the TV show, but there is actually a large black community in Amster- in Amsterdam.
1: In <laughs> Amsterdam?
0: Yes. Uh, I
1: well, I was talking about Belgium.
0: I understand that, but we we were talking about just leaving the country in general, and the in that general area, and so I, I thought
1: you were still talking about Belgium.
2: Yeah. Well, the great thing is it's all under the umbrella. It's great. What yeah, are we? Yeah, well. there's black people over there. Cool. There's some
0: black people over in the far north of Europe. Great. Love Am- it. Amsterdam would be cool. I smoke over there. Cool. I love it. Just make sure you leave the city on the day they do that holiday where everybody's in blackface. <laughs>